0: Welcome or welcome back to the Bicultural Identity, a podcast created from the experiences unique to young Asians raised in a Western society. We're your hosts, Connie and Jenny. Our weekly episodes contain conversations around social issues, pop culture topics, and nostalgic childhood memories that are significant in our lives as second-gen Canadians.
1: Welcome back, guys. Sorry we
0: missed out on last week's episode. Honestly, we're being pretty forward. I think we're giving ourselves monthly menstruation vacation. <laughs> Very much needed. And yes, Jenny and I's cycles did sync up. That's the perks. Yes.
1: There's something about that theory of people who live (laughs) together and their periods sync up. I think it's very valid.
0: It's happened multiple times in my life. (laughs) Exactly. So now if there's an episode missing, you might know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So this week we wanted to do um, we've never actually tried this much before, but I see so many other podcasts do it where you kind of just sit down and talk about whatever's been on your mind. Mm-hmm. And there's always like really fun and s- fun or productive conversations that go on just out of the blue. Yes. Like we've tried this before and it's usually been with a solid topic, right?
1: Yeah, we have more chatty episodes, but there is like a starting point. And I think you probably have a starting
0: point for today too, right? Yeah, mine like- goes pretty heavy right in though. So oh, okay. I don't know if you have anything lighter you want to catch us up on.
1: <laughs> no, I think we should get right into the heavy stuff oh. and see if that
0: sparks any conversations and hopefully it becomes lighter afterwards. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So the topic I wanted to talk about is Canada and the government. <laughs> Whoa. What about it? The I don't election? think we talk too much about Canada specifically. The election that's coming up? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. So for people who are not in Canada or for people who might... Just not be aware in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, the the government has called for an election, Mm -hmm. and it's like I think it's one of the shortest or the shortest windows of time. Don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, I swear they've had like elections, a federal
1: election. Like we were just making fun of the debates.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they basically waited the minimum time, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding that for many reasons. The first like biggest one is that they're running elections in the middle of um pandemic of COVID Mm -hmm. and the pandemic, and basically. Uh, the obvious goal here is that we have the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party as the major, yes, you know, big, major big two bodies. parties, yeah, yeah. So right now we have Justin Trudeau, who's the Prime Minister, and he is the head of the Liberal Party. And basically, what he is trying to do is he's trying to get a majority government mm-hmm. where you can just
1: do whatever the heck you want. How many <laughs> elections can a Prime Minister call? Like, how many times can he be
0: reelected? I swear we've elected Justin Trudeau like twice already. Isn't it like? I I actually, like, this is really interesting. Thank you for mm-hmm. asking. I searched it up, and there is no limit. Oh. Um, yeah, so obviously, like, the reason for this is that usually, like, in Canada at least, after you lose an election, um, like, as a major party, yes, you're just, like, out. Mm-hmm. Like, they just vote you out of, like, the major, like, the, the head seat or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, for example, like, other smaller parties that act as, like, um, opposition sometimes, or just those like other numbers. If they just, you know, if they do well enough, they don't have to be prime minister, they can stay. <laughs> it's just like how it works. Um, yeah. But basically, he's trying to get a majority government in the middle of the pandemic. And it's kind of a strange situation we're in. Yes. Elaborate more on why it's strange. Well, I don't know. I think it's just a very weird move. Like I know it's always... Um, You know, like, for example, you can pass policies and bills faster if you have a majority government (laughs) because nobody can oppose you, good or bad. You know, like, at least it moves faster, but also, like, come on, what? And I I don't know, like, it's also just... It's really bad timing to force people to go out yes, into and vo- public spaces. Yeah.
1: But I guess there's other options like a mail-in voting. That's what the Americans did, right? In the middle of the pandemic. And then I guess if you go do early voting, it might be less crowded.
0: Yeah, it's... it's I don't know. It's still a whole debacle. Like, um... In my actual day job, I'm involved in an industry that would be involved in, like, setting up physical locations for elections. And it's just like, you know, you have to send out, like, so many professionals, Mm -hmm. you know, like, service workers to then set up these locations. And it's just, like, a whole thing. Is it really necessary? I don't know. And that kind of brings me to my larger point. Like, it's not really the election timing, but I think every time an election comes up, I haven't voted in many because I'm still, like... <laughs> I'm Shame still young. on you. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, how many elections would I have been 18 for, you know? I feel like I've um, voted in so many elections already. But some of them, like, they're not federal,
1: right? Like, a lot of them are yeah. provincial or mun- municipal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but federal-wise, it's just... There's, like, you know, it's... It's a lot like it's a lot more toned down than U.S. elections, obviously, but there's still the debates. There's like the campaign <laughs> trails and all of that. And I just got so frustrated last week because they announced the elections and then all these like leaders, party leaders start coming out and talking about like, yada, yada, yada. How could he have an election now? Or like I climate, eat the rich, like, mm-hmm. um, oh, like, no, save oil and gas, like all that stuff. Yeah. And I was just like sitting there and I was like, the average human being, like I know we talk about activist issues a lot and we talk about worldly things, but we are not political, right? Like, uh, we're not like politically savvy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like the average.
1: We do our research to a certain degree, but we're not like intense about politics.
0: I honestly think we might be above average just for the... Oh, for sure. I think we are. um, Yeah. And it's worrisome because I still understand nothing nothing, of what these political leaders are trying to say. Like, I don't understand what your platform is and I don't understand what you're actually going to do for the country. Not that they're actually going to do what they say. Yeah. But like, for example, okay, we're obviously more left on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but when the left um, wing political parties come up, they're like, eat the rich. Eat the rich. And it's like, oh, okay, is that realistic? Who are your big um, corporate sponsors? Like, what is happening here? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, I don't really listen to the right wing, but like, <laughs> I still don't understand what they're trying to do other than like help oil and gas. Oh, God, sounds like the worst possible cause. <laughs> yeah, we also have a green party here that is like known for just being green and for the environment, but now they hardly talk about like, they've gone full left and like they're obviously they need a platform beyond the environment, but I'm just confused what they're doing too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know what anyone is doing anymore. Yep. It's very confusing.
1: Are you going to go into... Okay, so Jenny like talks with me recently about the election and she she talks about how she wishes we have like a ranking way of electing people. Oh. <laughs> I think that's pretty relevant here because like, you know, Canada, we have more parties than the US, but similar to the US... It's conservatives and liberals that have most like a bigger chance. Just like in the U.S., it's like always Republicans or Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like annoying that like if you kind of agree with a, a smaller party more, unless you live in like a a district where maybe they have more support there and they have a chance to get like a seat in parliament. But like otherwise, it kind of like wastes your vote to vote for them, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. Jenny's talking about how it'd be so much cooler if we had, like, a ranked system voting. So, like, you can vote, like, for your preferred party first, but then still write, like, a second choice or something so that Mm -hmm. if it all goes south, like, the party you don't want doesn't end up winning just because they're, like, Mm -hmm. a large, like, candidate in Canada. Right.
0: Exactly. So... I kind of learned about this because I'm taking a stats course right now. um, And we talked about different kinds of voting systems. And Mm -hmm. there's a technical term for this that I've already forgotten. (laughs) That's okay. Basically, like, um, our voting system is you only get one choice, right? Mm -hmm. So like Connie's saying with the Republicans and the Democrats, we're basically being held hostage by the liberals and the conservatives. Because as people who are more right or more left, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to vote for like, the, the extreme right party, party let's just say okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk by another perspective i'm if i was an extreme right uh-huh. person okay yeah i would not vote for that tiny party even though i believe in them because i would be scared that if i voted for them my vote wouldn't go to the conservatives and then mm-hmm. the liberals would win yeah right so we're all being held hostage for that we're trying to vote as a majority and it just like logically is like what is happening Versus there are voting systems where, for example, you could rank the extreme right as your number one choice. And then um, when they're counting ballots, they would take all the people who voted like extreme right number one, Mm -hmm. right, first choice. And if they didn't win, they would move all their votes to the number two choice. Yeah. Like kind of like that. You just start like moving votes Mm -hmm. around until you get someone like a party that comes up on top. Mm -hmm. And then that way, like you'd actually get more accurate views into what people really want in my yes, opinion yeah yeah even though there are some like liberals or conservatives would win probably still but yeah exactly oh <laughs> um, there are some uh countries that do that though and like they do it a more complicated way where they have multiple elections like almost like elimination i think Ooh. and that takes like years <laughs> so <huh. laughs>
1: This just reminded me of how, like, Korean elections have the funniest news coverage footage. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Anyways, that was so random. That was one of the first TikToks I saw during quarantine, like, when I first downloaded TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'll try to find what Connie's talking about and link mm-hmm. it in the show notes. It's
1: so funny. They, like, have a full-on mm-hmm. battle animation for their mm-hmm. candidates on TV.
0: Yes. We're also... Okay. In all fairness, I'm oversimplifying democracy. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think, like... I don't know. We're, like we said, we're not politically
1: savvy. And I don't think the people yeah. who listen to us are that. Well, they could be, but like, they're not going to hold it against us, I
0: don't think. Actually, true political, like, um, what do you even call them? Like, people who are really into politics will hold it against us. And I'll take it. You know what? True. If you think you're better than me, you're not.
1: <laughs> Tell them.
0: This is going to be quoted when I run for prime minister. I can't wait. Cancelled. They're gonna have like voice clippings of me going, I'm for the extreme right. (laughs) I was gonna say, based on your example, like when you're explaining how
1: like if you want to vote like for an extreme right party first, um, yada yada yada, you can vote for them and not risk like losing your vote to like the liberals. That just made me concerned. Like, (laughs) wow, two examples, like maybe I don't want this option. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe i do yeah. want those people to vote conservative and stuff <laughs> honestly party. okay
0: so canada also has a party called the people's party yeah, of that's canada just referring sounds to. super communist first of all yeah no, but it's the complete it opposite is extreme right mm-hmm. they benefited so much off of trump's term like they're fully getting four percent of our votes now i think wait are you beforehand. serious Yeah, I think so. And before they're like predicted to. um, And before that, like I did not know they existed, but they're really getting some momentum just like off Mm. of, you know, like I think I genuinely think there was like a trickle down, obviously, from Trump um, in the U.S. and like, inspiring others here. Great. The best kind of inspiration.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny, like ever since Biden got elected in the state's I don't know anything about American news or politics anymore. Like,
0: they become boring. Like, what's going on? Honestly, yeah. It's, I don't even, like, it's kind of boring now. I don't know what's happening other than, like, obviously, tragedies in Afghanistan. Oh, and yeah. That's it's a big one. Something right now. I I don't want to talk about the U.S. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> Everyone go read A Thousand Splendid Suns. Ooh, Thank I, you. I've been meaning to do that. Anyway, with that book recommendation, that's my little rant on elections. Even though, like, I'm pretty sure only Canada cares about Canadian elections. And the rest of the world simps for Justin Trudeau. And I just can't. I can't That's stand so him. That's so
1: weird to me. I can't stand him. Like, remember when he first got elected? Wow. Why are we, like, dwelling on politics <laughs> for so long? But remember when he first got elected? And, like, so many girls here in Canada were fangirling over him, too. Like in Internationally, fully,
0: on TikTok, Connie. People were simping for him. Yeah,
1: I know that. But, like... in. Canada itself like um I remember I was I was a part of the dance club university and these girls would wear like their Justin Trudeau fan shirts like it was Mm -hmm. weird
0: (laughs) yep honestly like the most cringy thing for me was that I went to school with um our previous prime minister's like son who was a year above me I think and then during the elections where his dad lost Mm -hmm. our campus was full of like stop insert guy's name so it was stephen harper so all the stop signs were graffiti with stop harper Mm -hmm. and i was like man's son is here this is kind of mean guys like i feel bad about this a little bit a little bit yeah it's kind of
1: what you sign your family up for if you want to like run for office or that sounded very american what do you call it here run for parliament (laughs) yeah run for prime minister run for prime minister sorry that's
0: what it is do you have anything like you want to talk about or should i continue to my next rant what do you want? Oh, go to your next rant. Like, be my guest. Okay. This is fun. Okay. <laughs> In the past few months, Canada has reinvigorated... Um, this is all Canadian. Um, reinvigorated the discussions around re- residential schools um, and, like, you know, unmarked graves mm-hmm. and, like, you know, literally slaughtering children. Yes. Under, like, Ooh, the going there. impression that they're going to school. Mm-hmm. So this is another thing for calling out the government but um, I found out through the grapevines and not even publicly that we got a new holiday on September 30th called the National Day of Uh (laughs) Truth and Reconciliation. And I had to share this with like my team. Like I have people that I manage. Right. And it was the strangest conversation to hold. Like, hey, everyone, we have a new holiday. Sounds so positive. And it's, to apologize to residential school victims or whatever and remember the tragedy mm-hmm. and like someone in my team is actually half indigenous and she talked about it and it's just like it, how did she it's feel so, about it nobody feels good about okay. this. like why are we getting a federal holiday um a day off work and school because our ancestors slaughtered children is my first question um and it i know it's like symbolic and someone else on my team did bring up a good point that you know it's like remembrance day and you do like when the day Mm -hmm, comes up you do think about it and you you do pause and think about it but i'm still like okay could you have announced something better first you know
1: i because like if you think about the indigenous population and the people who were actually like the victim of all these crimes uh, um are they really going to benefit from this? Because Remembrance Day is kind of relevant to most of the country because, like, you know, the soldiers fought the war and won and, like, gained us our freedom. We're all we're all benefiting from it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it kind of makes sense <laughs> to remember them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, isn't remembering, like, the atrocities that were residential schools and, like, what still goes on towards the indigenous population? Like, how does a holiday benefit them when a lot of them are, like, you know working jobs that probably wouldn't get statuary holidays, first of all. hmm Because, like, like I can't imagine in the reserves, like, when you're working more service jobs or, like, more low-income jobs because, you know, that's what they have to do based on the position that society put them in. Like, they can't even take a pause and mourn for their own population. Yeah. And- it seems like privileged people are going to benefit off this holiday more and they're just going to go off and, like, you know, go to their cottages or something.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, Like, at least what? I... I don't understand this, but I hope that schools will at least have assemblies, kind of like they do for Remembrance Day. Oh, that would be amazing, yeah. Just for education purposes, Mm -hmm. but my, like, this is what I keep going back to because I don't understand the full issue either of, like, Indigenous struggles, but my biggest issue is I cannot comprehend how this came before... You know before drinkable water on every reserve
1: exactly like what are you doing to solve their actual issues rather than give all
0: these like privileged people another day off like yeah like the entire country as much as i enjoy days off i don't need it the entire national economy is paying one day a year of holiday pay for privileged employees yeah like
1: go (laughs) use that money to like better (laughs) the lives of the people on the reserves excuse me but maybe they're so doing something about it and we just like haven't read into it. But just like first yeah. impressions of when they announce a holiday. Like what?
0: Yeah. Genuinely though, like we like obviously we'll take the time to remember, but it shouldn't just be that. Exactly. Right? Anyway. End of my rant. I don't think I'm in the position to think May- like talk about this too much, but I do think we need to talk about it. Yes. We definitely do.
1: They should have made it, like, at least if it's a holiday, it should be like um you have to like attend a mandatory course on like indigenous reconciliation or something
0: yeah (laughs) like what i agree like why okay no first of all terry fox is a national hero yes and we need that level of hype in schools yes for this topic because i think we talked about it like in one term in history class or something.
1: It was literally a term I had to memorize. I didn't even fully understand, like, the extent of how terrible it was. It's just like, oh, they put indigenous people in school and try. I remember the other key term we had to memorize was
0: assimilation. Yeah, assimilation. And we learned it in French. So all I remember is assimilation and autochtone. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. (laughs) That's something about education.
1: (laughs) We're all just like, oh, okay, that sucks. Mm hmm. And that's like a reason, right, why everyone was so shocked when the remains of like those mass graves were found, um, mm-hmm. of like in the old like residential school areas, because we learn about residential schools, but we don't learn about how horrific it actually was. Like they don't put it into context. They they like in Canada we don't hide the fact that that happened, but we certainly don't go into the, like gritty details of it because it's still like embarrassing, I guess, to like you exactly know, pe- people who who like benefit off that history so yeah. that's why everyone was shocked when massacres are found even though to be honest we should have all expected that
0: genuinely like confession is that i completely forgot residential schools was a key part of history until i watched Anne with an e
1: oh good point I love you that know show. like it's mm-hmm. just
0: nobody talks about it and i don't know it's uncomfy to talk about but it's also uncomfy to not talk about mm-hmm oof think on that guys but Connie, let's talk about give give us something lighthearted. Should I, I hope we're not playing we're... off like hmm. these serious issues, but we're just trying to even out like Okay, what we're talking let me think about. of something
1: to even out. Give me a second. Okay. We can talk about K-pop.
0: <laughs> <A lot>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Go just for it. About what I read today and it's like lately <laughs> lately there's been a lot going on in the K-pop dating world, huh? Is there? So, Joy and Crush were
0: revealed to be dating. To this day I still am not confident who Crush is. He's oh. everywhere and he's nowhere at the same time. He's like time. an R&B singer. Yeah. He's like he's saying the OST for Goblin. I feel like that's what he's really known See, for. See he's everywhere but he's also nowhere in my little spectrum of like K-pop <laughs> and k and b
1: But yeah, um not only are Joy and Crush dating but also Bobby from Icon is getting married and oh, having yes. a kid seems like a shotgun wedding but the similar a similar thing happened to Chen like was it a year ago i don't even know my anymore. favorite your bias from EXO so yeah you know this could be a fun topic because like it's crazy to me like the difference between the K-pop dating world as <laughs> like in contrast with you know american celebrities um, I saw a funny TikTok that was like, haha, like, in America, we, like, gossip about who's flirting with who, potentially. But then in Korea, everything's so hush-hush until it's like,
0: hello, guys, I'm getting
1: married tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, <laughs> like, especially with the musicians there or the artists there. Yeah. I think there's a little more similarity in the Korean movie industry and like tv Uh, industry where actors like Mm -hmm. similar to here will use relationships for um promotions yes and like PR relationships I don't do that too you
1: can't tell me Jenny and Kai were not PR but
0: (laughs) that's just why I think (laughs) sorry if you're
1: a shipper of theirs or whatever they're already broken up or whatever
0: they are yeah where were you (laughs) 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 what whoops
1: yeah it was (laughs) short-lived oh but why i want to talk about this joy and crush are actually like super cute in my opinion because they did a collab like i think their song was called mayday um around a year ago maybe and i remember when that happened like because i follow joy on instagram she took so many like couple like selfies with him and i'm like they look good together
0: but then they acted like such bros or like why are you telling me about hyuna and (laughs) iran
1: a little bit a little bit um oh my god they're also really cute um, so that was that. I was like, they're so public about this. It's probably nothing. You know, when you post actual, like, selfies together. Yeah, it's probably published. Yeah, like, they're promoting their song. Maybe they became friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no big deal. But mm-hmm. apparently, according to, like, both their sides, they recently just started confirming their feelings for each other. And this announcement came out. So they're kind of like, whoa. Like, apparently Crush's original plan was to tell his fans himself, which was, like, Mm-hmm. If he actually went through with that, that would have been cute. Revolutionary. Like, I feel like the only other celebrity I knew that did that was Luhan. Remember when oh, he yes. revealed his relationship yeah. on Weibo? That was pretty cute. But anyways, they both like wrote really cute letters to their fans. Like, Crush was talking about... He fully said, like, how much joy has helped him or whatever. And, like, how happy he Wait, is. That's so... It wasn't a... Oh, no, we no, no. to no. He's for like
0: for a few months. And we're still trying to see He's how like, no. Go. He's like, this
1: is a shock to me. Because this is such a recent development... <laughs> and he's like oh like joy has made my heart so happy or like he called her like that person or whatever because it's weird to refer to joy as joy i guess still triggering for hands <laughs> but it was just so cute i was like oh i want to pause to start to an idle relationship that's usually like oh They just started seeing each other. And then the next Mm -hmm. announcement when they break up is, oh, their schedules couldn't match up and they slowly drifted apart. It's like
0: always those. (laughs) Yeah. In all fairness, like, I guess Crush is alleviated more from the idol pressures. Um, It surprises me that like
1: Joy was also like pretty open to her fans about it. Like she also wrote a message. I'm
0: hoping that that means like things are changing because... I always watch, like, you know, regardless, Korean or, like, Chinese, those are the two Asian entertainment industries I'm most exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, so toxic for not just, like, the fans, but also the celebrities mentally, yeah. where they can't stand in the same frame as someone from, like, you know, the opposite gender, because heteronormativity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway, of the opposite gender, without having to, like, they can't look at them, they can't it's interact ridiculous. With them. It's more yeah. fake that way.
1: Like, yeah. Why would you want to stand someone who doesn't even look at girls? Like, you know how there's a classic clip of like Wendy from Red Velvet falling on stage and <laughs> staring at her. Like, he looks like he wants to help, but he doesn't. It's like, why would you want to stand someone who doesn't help
0: another person Wait, up? Who? Enwoo. Chat En-Wu. Wait, but they have the other clip where she's iconic about making oh, eye yeah, contact yeah. with Wasn't him. Was it
1: Wendy who fell? Then I don't remember. <laughs> Was it even en- annoying? I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> Either way,
0: okay. a situation like that happened. It's like, he
1: seems like a nice guy, but like, it sucks that he can't help someone up because that's what I find like a basic human decency to be. So, shouldn't you want your favorite celebrity to also show that decency?
0: It's actually delusional, right? Because if they interact in front of a public camera, like in front of cameras, then they're like automatically deemed like, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, flirty yeah. and like you know a player or like they're being weird and they're disrespecting their fans but then if they stand on the same stage and then one of them looks towards the right direction while the other looks towards the left direction <laughs> suddenly there's compilations of oh them yeah like staring dating. at each other oh my god Where are those are, you are getting so this from? stupid do not delude yourselves or you're gonna be in a very toxic yeah. relationship later <laughs> yeah i'm concerned i am actually
1: concerned too those videos are ridiculous mm-hmm um, yeah, And you were saying how there might be positive change because of this relationship. Like, it might show that the industry is more open to, like, idols dating. But at the same time, Joy is freaking my age, okay? We're 25, and you're telling me she's the first member of Red Velvet to, like, date? Like, most of them are older than her. She used to be the Magne before Yeri joined.
0: Like, 20. Irene lived a very lonely life then. I know!
1: She's in her 30s! Like, how is this their <laughs> first dating scandal? Like, I, I appreciate that. It's more hush hush in Korea because they get more privacy and that's good. But it's mm-hmm. ridiculous that I think the the reason for like people keeping relationships secret for so long is because of how fans react. It's like do you really expect twenty five year olds to like never have any
0: relationship experience? That's the no, most they're, unrealistic thing. They're only the fans' OPA, okay? Nobody <laughs> else's. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's also like on the other side, I think it's so questionable that um, there's certain idols that are stars on reality TV or on variety TV shows, and they can interact with anyone they want to, but only because they're seen as not conventionally attractive. Oh, and my God. That's a God, whole I hate other that. thing to dive into. Mm-hmm. It makes me very uncomfortable that um, the variety like you know, person in a group is usually the unconventional or yeah. the conventionally un- not attractive I one. I hate that. You're or so not right. conventionally attractive, yeah.
1: That's why I also really appreciate like idols who are conventionally attractive but somehow publicly like show their close friendships with someone in the opposite sex. So my examples for this would be like Shinbi and Moonbin or Sana and Bangchan. Like Mm -hmm. they aren't your stereotypical like bro girls. Actually, Shinbi is kind of a bro girl. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like it's really wholesome to see those kind of friendships because like that should be allowed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I agree. Yeah. You don't have to. Like, it's weird that people think a girl and a guy idol interacting has to be something like they have feelings for each other. Although I kind of do understand the perspective too, because it's kind of like two attractive people. Like, why not?
0: Why would <laughs> uh, Speaking the truth that we all need to hear. Great topic. Yeah.
1: You're welcome. I just, I'm sorry. That was, like, (laughs) embarrassing because you you did such, like, a big rant about politics, which is such, like, an elevated topic. And you're like, Connie, let's talk about something lighthearted.
0: And the first thing that pops into my mind is freaking K-pop. I hate myself. Honestly, that's what this is about. Authentic. (laughs) I actually really like this. Can we just do this permanently for a podcast, please? I'm actually considering (laughs) it. I really like it, too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think we can fit any more topics in. So we just have like the, I don't even know how to name this episode now.
1: We'll figure it out. You guys can be, you, you'll know what it is because it'll come out and you click on it and listen to it, right? But just <laughs> know we're still at a loss for what to name this episode.
0: Yep. So I'm going to go straight into my recommendation for yeah. this week. It is not following the rules at all. Um, <laughs> but we've also, okay, this is so stupid. Actually, it's kind of on topic with eat the rich. <laughs> I'm recommending a phone application slash social media website called Storygraph because nobody has joined me on it yet except one of my best friends, right? Okay, sorry. I will join you. Follow me at Janu underscore you. Um, Same as our Instagram. Yeah. So um, Storygraph is an alternative to Goodreads and it's like a book tracking um, social media site where you can kind of like review books, Mm -hmm. add them to your to-reads list or like track how many books you're reading by the year. And Storygraph also has a lot of really interesting statistics to show you about your reading patterns. They're using AI to track like what you like to read for recommendations and all Mm -hmm. that. I sound like I'm doing a full ad here. (laughs) This is not this Sponsored. is what you do
1: to get money out of amazon's hands
0: yeah. <laughs> okay so that's what i was saying eat the rich because um i used to use goodreads so much it is owned by amazon and as much as i listen to bezos by 19, i do not want him to get it at all mm-hmm. so switch to storygraph or get on storygraph if you haven't it makes reading more fun and like gamified um but disclaimer it is like newer so the the UI, like the design, is like a work in progress. But mm-hmm. come on, power in numbers. So, what a great message. Yeah, we need to take money away from Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> we'll start with reading. All the all the bookworms.
1: Jenny, you're probably gonna do more for eating the rich than whoever gets elected in this <laughs> Canadian election. I'm just gonna no.
0: say. No. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now.
1: (laughs) Me too. What a depressing way to end this episode. Yes. But I do really enjoy this format and we should just keep doing it, to be honest. I agree.
0: Okay. Thank you. (laughs) What? I thought it was going to end like that. (laughs) How's it going to end then? Thanks for joining us for this (laughs) conversation.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion on this week's topic. To hear more, you can subscribe to... The bi Identity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. While you're at it, we'd also greatly appreciate any reviews on iTunes or simply sharing our podcast with your family and friends, but of course, no pressure. As well, any opinions and experiences discussed are solely based on our own experiences as second gens. We invite you to engage with us on our Instagram, at the Identity, where you can also find the link to our website with our show notes. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in next Monday for our next episode. See you then!